Sean Capri. Welcome to We The Gamer Cast. It publishes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play every single Monday. Patrons get it first. They get it on Fridays. Thank you guys for listening. Hitting that subscribe button for rating it on whatever thing you, you listen to. Is there a place to record or to, to rate this other than Apple Podcasts? Like, just, just rate the show. Thank you guys for doing it. Thank you for telling your mom, telling your friend, telling your dad, telling your stepson, telling your dog, telling your dog's son, and getting getting the whole like dog neighborhood community in on the show guys i really appreciate it um you guys do a wonderful job and actually um something just something amazing happened i record the show on mondays in case you guys didn't realize it's been amazing that i've been able to uh, even though it's a it's a guest-based show obviously actually you know we'll do this right now if you're new here's the deal every week i have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet we talk about video games and if you want to be on the show tweet at me it's uh sean capri sean like connery capri like the pants and um what the hell was i just talking about i knew as soon as i was going to leave that train of thought i'm going to lose it but um speaking of telling your mom telling your friend telling your dad telling your dog um i i record on mondays even though it's a guest-based show and if you want to be on the show that's that's how you do it um i record generally same time mondays it's it's part of my like broken brain but i i, I thrive on routine and that has been working so monday nights i record i just finished recording with uh with dev and you guys are going to have a wonderful time i think i'm just going to go ahead and say that you are going to have a wonderful time listening to that conversation we'll get to it in a second um just finished recording and the way that this this whole like routine thing works out is when i finish recording on a monday night i i i, I say goodbye we, we we continue to chat generally and then i say goodbye i'm gonna do the intro and the outro and we're gonna do this whole thing and i uh, but I, I inevitably i i, I try to uh, i don't even know what i try to i just end up going to twitch.tv <laughs> for some reason to check out um jace over at twitch.tv slash backridge i say hello to jace and something i've recently discovered is the hq boys and these guys are, are are very sweet. I don't know if they are part of or maybe came out of the kind of funny crew. Uh, I don't even know. I don't. I don't know. The only reason I say this because every time I go in there, and I and I and I say hello, there's all these kind of funny best friends that I that I've known for uh, a number of years. And I discovered these guys because I saw this is like such a weird. I don't think I've ever discovered a channel in this way. I saw one of my friends, Alex Van Aken. No, no big deal. We're, we, we've been friends for a while. No big deal. Uh, and he, he was watching. Alex Van Aken was watching the HQ Boys. I'm like, let's let's go say hi to Alex. And I, I thought I would do that. And I've discovered this this stream. They they record a, po- a podcast called That That Rules. And it's been it's been great to usually I, I catch the tail end of the podcast and then after that they kind of chat with the with the chat as you do. So I've been hanging out with them for a bit. And so. I hadn't yet said hello yet. I hadn't like I just sort of like walked in there, and there is Pixel Brave. Some of you guys know Pixel Brave as Christian. Going, hey guys, I just sent you a message to recommend you a, a podcast that you should listen to. It's called We the Gamer Cast by Sean Capri, and I'm like, Pixel Brave, thank you so much. And Pixel Brave's like, oh shit, he's here, man. Like. Thank you so much. To, I, I know that this happens when I'm not necessarily around. So I, it really it means the world that I, I happen to be there as this podcast was being recommended to some fellow content creators. These guys are very, very nice. They're very sweet. They're very enjoyable to to converse with in the chat here on Monday nights. As uh, And it's twitch.tv slash the HQ boy. So 
Shout out to the HQ boys. If you guys are actually listening to this, I, I'm recording this moments after that that whole scenario just happened. And I hope to have one or both or many of you guys from the whole crew uh, on this show. And, and again, Pixel Brave, if you recommend the show, chances are you're listening. I didn't realize it, that you were a listener. So thank you, Pixel Brave, listener of the week. <laughs> Maybe we'll we'll have a little little segment within the the pre-show segment, which is this whole nonsense here. But I'm I'm grateful in all seriousness. I'm grateful for every single one of you guys who listen, uh, and I'm also very thankful for everybody who supports uh, this show and many other initiatives that that I do. And so does Bobby Pauls, and so does Ryan Turford at Patreon.com/slash Yumi Capri. And I want to uh, thank especially. Our diamond executive producers, Slimer Snarf and Jonathan Brown, the platinum producer, Dallas Ford, and all of our gold members, Xavier Reyes, Ashley Nicholson, Argo, Gene K, Marcus O'Neill, Trucker Sloth, Skinny Matt, James Johnson. You guys are amazing. I just saw Marcus O'Neill, by the way. Uh, He lives here in Edmonton with me. Not with me, but like in the same city. He just did a half marathon in uh, what has to be like some of the coldest weather that we will experience. I'm not going to go on about the weather. But it is so cold that, uh, how cold is it, you say? It's so cold that the hockey pucks are shattering in the streets. Just the, the ones that we just have <laughs> as Canadians, they hand it to you as you, as you um, either are born or, or enter the, the country. You are handed a hockey puck, and guess what? They're just, they're, it's, it's, like, it's like glass when, a, when an opera lady sings. The, the, the glass just shatters. The pucks just, they just, they just shatter into pieces because it is so cold here, guys. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode last week with uh, the guys from Quest for Pixels. We did something a little bit different. So if you're here for Dev and you missed last week, go back. It was it was pretty fun, man. We had a, a little bit of a slice of life type of podcast with Tony Baker and Joel Brooks, uh, an all-Canadian podcast last week. Let me see. What else do I want to tell you guys? I think... um. You know what? Maybe I'll get into it at the end of the show because I've been rambling on a little bit too long. I want to get make sure that we get right into my conversation with DevTies from uh, PSVG. He's a co-host of the PSXP. I guess the, the PlayStation Experience is is what that that probably stands for. And Game Tech Podcast. I love this man. I think you guys, if you guys don't know him already, you're going to love him as well. Uh, so let's get into it with DevTies. What are you? What are you? What are you building? You, you're putting together the PSVG wing. <laughs> Honestly, I think this is something that the PSVG team would. Well, at least you. I think it's actually fitting that I did this just before chatting with you. Um, Chelsea has her like we both have our like desktop computers down here. Like I'm talking to you on mine, and hers is in mm-hmm. just on the other side of this room. Um, but she spends all of her days like with the kids upstairs. Like this is we don't really mm-hmm. go down here at all, and like we have like these little nooks right where we can we can have our space but for her to like bring the kids down here it wouldn't really work and so what we realized is it would be helpful for her to have like a workstation upstairs but she didn't want to like have to move like her desktop back and forth so we drilled a couple holes and long story short i've got her desktop downstairs but um a laptop docking station on a desk upstairs which then connects to a Mm -hmm. monitor and a keyboard and a mouse so she can essentially like control her computer um, upstairs while watching yeah. the kids and everything. It's, dude, it's awesome. Like it's actually. Oh yeah. I don't know that I've ever heard of anybody like doing a solution like this where you've got, like, like the computer that you can control in two different places, and there's like, yeah, absolutely, essentially four monitors connected to it, and I'm stoked mm-hmm. about it, man. Yes, yeah, that's, that's 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 a good deal right there. That is some some awesomeness. Oof. 
I almost burned the house down trying to drill through. I drilled a couple floors that other people probably wouldn't drill. Um, <laughs> There's always it, that, right? It is what it is, though, man. Like, I'm pretty, I'm just pretty happy it's done and that it actually functions and it works mm-hmm. until it doesn't. And then I'll be on tech support. Yeah, as, as it'll happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you know, sometimes that happens and you got to figure it out. Yeah. Did you ever think about, like, does she have a laptop as well? She didn't want. She has a Surface, but what we what we found mm-hmm. was that she wanted number one a, an actual monitor with like similar okay. color settings and color like so that mm-hmm. it looked the same. So we have basically the same monitor um, downstairs and upstairs, so that when she's mm-hmm. like editing her photos, it doesn't go like. Well, on this monitor, it kind of looks like this, and on this monitor, it kind of looks something else. And the other thing too, like we, we wanted to like what we tried first was. Just having having everything like connected to the same network, so you could access the drives and everything just from different computers. And right. like, dude, it just it wasn't consistent. Like, anytime she actually needed it, it was can't find this computer on the network and all this other garbage. So, yeah. hardware is always so, best, <laughs> at least yeah, in my absolutely. mind. Absolutely, you know how I feel about it. I'm mm-hmm. a, I hardwire anything I can. I'm not screw wires. That's mm-hmm. that's dumb. Wireless mm-hmm. is dumb. Give me the wires. If I can plug them in. We're going to do that. It's a 35-foot USB 3.0 cable going from her desktop to this uh, to this docking yeah. station. And also, I snuck up an Ethernet cable so that, you know, by the TV upstairs. Now we've got now we've got some hardware and stuff. I'll throw a switch up there and then get my everything. That, yep, we can have our... Uh, can you Beautiful. hardwire a Google Stadia? Not Stadia. I was just listening to a podcast about it. Um, yes, a Chromecast? Can you, can you uh, hardwire a Chromecast? Chromecast? I don't think the, the newer Chromecast... Unless it has it in the plug, because that's how the Stadia Chromecast actually gets hardwire. In the mm. actual power plug, there's a Ethernet jack in there, so yes, you can hardwire Ooh. a Chromecast. I think I might do. I think I might do that because yeah, I think we'll have a one Ethernet cord just go all the way up there, and then a switch I can go to you know four or five different devices upstairs. Yeah, yeah. it's good stuff, man. Finally did it. Yeah. Finally. Did so it. the reason why I asked if she had a laptop, which you could also do with Surface, is you can set up remote desktop. Mm-hmm. So she can remote into her desktop on that docking station and still use all of her monitors and everything mm-hmm. and still have access to everything that's on her computer as well. But is that so like would that have to be wireless or that I guess you'd hardwire your surface into it, it the can be network. either or. Yeah, either or because like when I'm at work, I actually have remote desktop through this program called Awesome on my phone so i can remote it in my phone and use remote from my phone into my computer and use it as as, as if i was just sitting there at my computer but and you can also good? install it on any laptop any desktop yeah it works you can play you can game on it that's how stop good the software actually works if you wanted to i can boot up a game and i can game on it yeah see so i like, knew remote uh, desktop, I, was, I knew it was there but i didn't trust that it would mm-hmm. actually be like i've seen tech guys like do it at work do it online i'm like this must mm-hmm. be terrible for them but i, I no. guess not how is that even possible? The way we, the way we have all of our people who remote who work from home, yeah, we give them a laptop that they then remote desktop into their workstation at work and work that way. No way. They just make it a full screen application and it's like they're working on their computer at at home, or, or working on their computer from home at work. That way we don't have to worry about making sure they have all the programs and everything right. on their on that laptop. It's all still on their desktop. They just remote into it and work that way. And it doesn't matter about the horsepower of the remote device. It's just like it's all actually mm-hmm. running off. As long it. as you have a, a solid network connection, you're fine, whether it's mm. wireless or Wi-Fi. So when I was at work on Thursday, I remoted into my desktop and had to print some stuff for, for the kids in school and stuff. So I just remoted in and 
all, all through my phone using the touch screen, just slid over, hit the start button, and just print it from that way. But remote desktop, it, it works really well because literally it's like sitting in front of the computer. Yeah. As long as you have a decent internet connection, you're good to go. Yeah, I mean, like, I think the biggest thing is, like, actually having an, a real mouse and a real, like, it's so I guess if it was, like, mm-hmm. a laptop connected to everything, it would just be, you know, a, a keyboard connected to the laptop and connect and a, and a mm-hmm. mouse connected to all that. So now it's just, like, the, the docking station is just there. Everything's connected. She never has to, like, unplug anything into a Surface or plug it back in. It's just, like, if she wants to use it, it's there. If not, then she doesn't really have to worry about it. Dude, technology's amazing. Like, when it works, like, it's so good. This this has been a journey, man. Like, we've been, like, mapping this thing out for quite some time. Like, and all these different, you know, options, all these different things that we could try and, like, fishing wires. With your boy? I don't hit me up like, hey, (laughs) you know what? I I felt like it was just one of those. And it's so funny because as soon as you say like remote desktop, it's like, of course, it's not actually that foreign of a of an idea. But anytime I guess I would have brought it up is like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, we just felt like we're we're off on our own planet doing something strange. But Mm -hmm. it's really not all that strange, I guess. You know, we we thought about like a server uh, solution as well. Thought about having just like Mm -hmm. a server like in a in the storage room down here, loaded up with a bunch of hard drives. So she, like, the biggest thing is just storage space, right? Because yeah. it's yeah. just, like, and year over year, every time, like, she gets, like, a different camera or upgrades or anything, like, file size is getting bigger and bigger. So right. I think we've got her all set there, though. You should look into a, a NAS, a network accessible storage device. It's basically just a hard drive you plug in to your network. So... If you have a switch somewhere or wherever you have your your network, you mm-hmm. just basically it's just like a little box has hard drives in it. Some of them can be hot soluble. You just plug it into your Ethernet, yeah, and then you have it. Anything on your network can just store stuff there, and it actually moves at a really good speed because it's via the network or whatnot. I think I need to. I think that's ultimately where we should be backing things up. Is one mm-hmm. one way yes. that I might be thinking about that as well. That's been like just storage is so expensive. Like I've actually started to think like maybe yes. it's better to just do this in the cloud, but we're not quite that cheap. I don't think like it's still like a monthly subscription or whatever. And we're mm-hmm. talking like like dozens of terabytes, right? Like it's not yeah, like that's, that that's going to be very expensive for cloud. Yeah, yes, yeah. and and you know what? We like we we just upgrade or, or we buy like storage on Black Friday or um, yep. or Boxing Day here, and it's kind of like our annual yep. thing. Like how much storage you need now? Or biannual thing. I don't know. It's just it's but it's ridiculous. Right. Like it's actually silly. Yeah. But I did a little surgery for her. I did a her, got her uh, NVMe drive on there. I think I did talk to you about this. I did talk to you about this I about do doing that, a yeah. doing a clean clean install on her Windows there. So that's all yeah. good. Like even when it's but when it's my computer, I feel better about it. When it's like somebody else's, yeah. like do you set up state workstations for people and hand it off to people? Yeah, all the time. That's, like, that was part. That was a big part of my job. Like I. Even still, like I'm in charge of most of the inventory at work. So anybody who's getting a new computer or anything, I'm in charge of making sure I'm the one who spec out everything. Mm-hmm. So I spec out all the computers for everybody in the city. Wow. Um, I was the one setting up most of them, except for the PD and Fire. Like I let them do their own thing because we have PD and Fire is weird. Most most cities will have police and fire will have their own IT department, but we actually handle theirs, which is a pain in the butt. But we have somebody who's been with the city in IT as a tech for probably about 15 years, mm-hmm. and she does all the PDM fire stuff. But the rest of the city, I I spec out the computers, I get them all set up, I get them ready to go, and then I either 
I, I assign people who to actually deliver them out and everything. But yeah. as far as the spec and everything and what goes on them, I set all that stuff up. You see, like there must be like a system or like a procedure that you do every single time where like I feel like any time mm-hmm. that I'm taking this on, like something's new. Something is different. Something is like throwing a curveball my way. Like there's a different Windows version or like she had an older Lightroom that like she can't upgrade to the new one. And like I don't yeah. know, man. Like it's not it's not quite Yeah, we as... deal with a lot of that too. Do you? Yeah. It's a pain. I yeah, because we have like we have people who have Adobe and they'll have the creative cloud. And they'll need this program or that program, but they yeah. don't have a license for us. Then we got to go out and we got to get a license for that program. Ugh. Or like AutoCAD. Like right now we have oh, this yeah. big ship in AutoCAD where we had a lot of older computers that were running AutoCAD 2015. Well, unfortunately, they're getting all of these files from newer versions of AutoCAD from different cities. And they can't access them because it's no longer supported. So we have to then do this slow migration to the newer version of AutoCAD because you can only have so many things active with one license where other things are active on another license. And then we only have four years where we can have – so we can only have – if we go to 2016, we can have 2016 through 2020. Mm-hmm. And 2015 is no longer available to be used. So we have every people year. who are still using 2015. So we have to find the right upgrade path to make sure that all the people who are using AutoCAD, depending on which version they're on, yeah. they're able to do it until we can actually just get everybody on the same version, which is a pain. Don't you feel like that kind of, I mean, that's like, but that's ongoing. That's like forever. Like you have incredible job security, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like you're going to be, <laughs> they're going to need you guys until the machines take over basically. Pretty much. And now I'm not even a tech, I'm, I'm a server analyst basically. So I'm the one setting up like application servers. What so, the heck does that even for example, mean? So, we, so, for example, there's a program called RecTrack. It's for recreation and parks. It's how they make reservations, how they take payments for things park-related. They don't have that program installed on their computer. It's an application that's running in our local intranet, mm-hmm. and they access it via a website or whatnot. Right. So that houses their database for all of their park stuff. So I'm in charge. I just I just had to to build a virtual server for that, get the application installed. I'm working with the the company VSI to actually migrate the database from our old stuff, make it make a copy of it, and enter it into the new new database, which actually has a newer version of RecTrack that they haven't even been using, so they can actually start to train on this new version. Oh my god! The old one they have is like it's. So we're on the RecTrack version we're using right now is RecTrack 10.3. The new version that we're upgrading to is RecTrack 3.1. So they have gonna, done a whole reverse of everything in the amount of time that we've had RecTrack. We have the version that they're that we're using currently in the city hasn't been supported for like seven years. Oh my god. So we're finally getting up to date. We just the city moves very, very slow when it comes to upgrading to newer versions of stuff and getting to newer programs. And so that's a lot of what I do. So that's just like one server that I built. I'm also working on our help desk application right now. Mm-hmm. So I built a, a virtual server for that, have that application installed, and now we're going through and trying to configure all the modules for our help desk applications. I wouldn't even know like where to start with any of this stuff. Uh, how does this impact <laughs> like your home? Like your your house must be like impeccable, like in terms of your networking and everything is it's got to be perfect, right? I mean, it's not perfect. It could be better because <laughs> I don't own the house, so I can't drill mm. and put things where I want. Yeah. Um. But for the most part, yeah, like I have a mesh network right now. I have my router is downstairs in my kitchen because that's where 
the best location for it is. So I have my my server closet or my networking closet. It's up in the master bedroom. Yeah, that's where they built that at. But that actually has in wall to where there's network ports in the kitchen, in two of the the in one of the kids' bedrooms, and in our bedroom. That's built in. I don't know why. Yeah, they, they built it in. That's they, pretty they basically good. Ran lines. And what I don't understand is why they didn't also run that to where the TV box is. Right. So like on the wall where they have for like TV and media, yeah. they have a plug that's like in the center of the wall for mounting. But for mm-hmm. some reason, they didn't also put an Ethernet jack. I'm like, why you didn't do that? And then the room that I'm in now, my office, there's no there's no coax run. There's no Ethernet run or anything. Yeah. So I had to create in this. I don't know what's in these walls, but it kills wireless <laughs> signals. So I had to create a mesh to where now I have I have an extender. Um, it's a Nighthawk extender with my Nighthawk router. I have the router that's in the kitchen, and then I have the the network extender in this office um, that picks up that wireless signal, boosts it out, and then I have my desktop and my PS5 hardwired, and then I have my wife's laptop that I just got her and got that all set up, and she has that in here at her desk, and it's it's wireless. And then we have the kids' laptops. Um, just got the wife an iPad, a couple of tablets, all our phones, all that mm-hmm. stuff. It's all. But the things I care about are all are hardwired. So Heck yes, man! Oh, I love it. I, I even love like your boom, like your mic boom, your arm, like the boom arm thing is like is actually pretty sweet. <laughs> like, dude, like this. These are the things that I don't know. Like the little, it's the little touches in life that hopefully yeah. will make things a little bit easier. But like, are you because like you do this for your work? Like when you come home to yeah. do it, is it is it a pain in the butt, or are you like mostly just like okay, step one through six, or like it just seems like even though I feel like I know what I'm doing, kind of. It's just like everything is so hard. It seems like there's always something that's just like <laughs> something's in the way. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just a lot of trial and error. Yeah. Since yeah. I do it at work. But I mean, I was doing that as like a side hobby. I like doing this type of stuff before totally. that was my job. Yeah. So it just it's just an extension. So coming home and doing that stuff, like I completely rewired my desk. I got a new desk. So mm. when I first put it all together, I just – all the wires were a hot mess. So I think Friday – um, I went ahead and rewired everything, reran the wires. So they're all cleaned up and everything. Got yeah. an under desk mount for the, like cables, so I can hide a lot of the cables that way and have much cleaner runs because it was just a hot mess. I got uh, mic arm. I got not a mic arms, but uh, t- the, the the monitor mounts. So now my mounts, my monitors are mounted together. Yeah. Um, I've got these little these little like uh things that stick to the desk and have holes in them, so you can actually run cables through them oh yeah so your cables are actually like nice and lined up on the desk instead of just kind of like hanging wherever i want to see a picture so they're of all it. nice because i'm looking at my desk is an absolute was... disaster right now <laughs> like yeah, and it's I'll not even that picture. bad like it's it's definitely under control i've got um this standing desk i've got like the grommets on the on the back mm. corners i was of about it, to so. say you look like you're at a standing desk uh i want one of those so bad Dude. i have one at work don't have one at home i had it's, one at work as well and then when they you know when we're all now we're working from home um this was like part of my coping mechanism, I think, of just yeah. getting the standing desk and like being because I, I spend an extraordinary amount of time in this space. Like I'm at work, and mm-hmm. you know, and it, then they're longer day, longer hours probably now than even when I was in the office. And then I come back in here and I, I podcast or I stream or whatever. And like the first couple of months with COVID and everything, it was like it was so hard. And so stressful mm-hmm. and people were being such dinks to each other. Like I didn't want to be in the yeah. space like at all. And yeah. when I got the standing desk, it felt like a different space. 
Like I, I generally yeah. stand, I didn't have to work today. It was a holiday, but I generally will stand during the day. And then when I come back in for podcasting or streaming, then I sit and it feels like a, it feels like a different space. And it's, yeah. that's just nice, man. Like it's just, these are the things that I try to, when, when things are stressful and things are kind of just like gross and crappy, it's just like, I have a freaking standing desk. Like this is very, very nice. And my, my mother-in-law gets that's- me a, a Elgato microphone for Christmas, you know, and very, very yeah. lucky to have the things that we have, like as, as I don't know, we can kind of get carried away about like, Oh, I got to get my hands on like the 3080 or whatever the next like greatest mm-hmm. thing is. Like I, I've always like, I don't know, growing up, like we didn't have a huge amount of money. Like we were very, very, like my parents were, they had four kids and my mom stayed at home with us. So it was like, there's only so much to go around. And, uh, we were just very grateful to have like whatever the hell we had. And I don't think I've ever really like lost that. I don't know if it's the same for you, but like you have, you love, oh, yeah. we love tech. But it's expensive. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very expensive to love mm-hmm. tech. And it always has been. <laughs> like maybe maybe Absolutely. it's more accessible now than ever. But, you know, it, you're, you're still going to spend a, a pretty penny to get the thing that you want. Absolutely. Like, yeah, same for me. Like we didn't have a lot of money. It was just me, my sister, and my mom. My dad didn't really provide a whole lot of financial assistance once they divorced and everything. Um so, yeah, we didn't have a whole lot of money growing up either. But somehow my mom would always, you know, manage to get us like I had a Super Nintendo. Yeah. And years later, I got a Sega Genesis. And then like for Christmas, I got a PlayStation when it was like three hundred dollars. Yeah, that was the it's a lot of money I got, you know, but somehow she made it happen. But, yeah, it's the same way. Like I love tech, but it's not cheap, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it takes me forever a lot of times to actually pull the trigger on stuff. And I'm like finally same. at a place financially where we can kind of do a little bit more like I just bought my wife for for Valentine's Day I got her an iPad um and then a couple of weeks before that like her laptop that she had like she had always had laptops that I, I kind of would pull together old parts and make her stuff like boom you got a laptop I upgraded it gave you SSD yada 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 so she had been on that and she had never even asked for laptops she hates tech like she has yeah. so much tech stress um and like she was with the job that she has now she is the diversity um training and learning like a director for um an influencer company like a marketing influencer company. oh wow and she's been running like these diversity trainings these learning trainings um where she her big thing is uh strengths-based training i don't know if you've ever heard of heard of that or whatnot but it's we focus so much time like on like what we're not good at and trying to improve those areas instead of figuring out what our actual strengths are and yeah. making sure we work in those so like that's her whole philosophy or whatnot. She's that. like, these are my strengths. Like I'm an achiever. I'm a I'm I'm an organizer. I'm strategic, and mm-hmm. everything I do, I do with those abilities. So it's not about me trying to constantly fix the things I'm not good at. It's about me making sure that I perfect the things that I am good at and work in those strengths. Yeah. So she's having those trainings and stuff with the individual team members or, or like a quarterly meeting with everybody to go over that kind of stuff. And she had been having so many just like weird tech issues with her computer. Like it would take forever to load a video or whatnot. Cause it's all, of course we're doing telecommuting. So this mm-hmm. is all via a zoom call and Spotify wasn't playing in the background while she was having a video or this wasn't working and that wasn't working. So I was like, okay, let me just go out and get you a, a, get you a brand new laptop because you haven't had that. And a lot of the issues you're having is because the laptop you have just isn't quite able to do what you want it to do. So mm-hmm. we went out and got our laptop because luckily enough, we're just in a place where we're fortunate to where I can just go drop $800 on a laptop, yeah. you know, um, yeah, and get, get her she what she needs. Yeah. Yeah. So just we're just much more fortunate at you know at this point but even still it's like 
that's a that's a uh, hits it hits hard you're like oh man but luckily like you were just in a space where i can do that and it's nice when you can make a good decision like i mean that's the thing that's the thing that kind of like maybe is a reason why i got like really obsessive about it like pretty early on like Back in the original Xbox days, it was like, you need a router. And it's like, what the hell is that? I've got a modem. It's like, no, you need a router. And, and like that whole thing, like you're just learning, you know, and eventually with the 360, you had like a, like a gamer tag. I'm like, I don't even understand what this is. Like all these things that we, I think maybe mm-hmm. not necessarily take for granted, but we just don't really think about like are like the, 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 the core nature of how we interact with tech or like our, our gaming systems or whatever. Like there were advancements that a lot of us sort of like we were hands on. Like if you, if you had mm-hmm. an Xbox back in the day, you kind of had to know a little bit more than the next person about like how your home network worked, right? And the fact right. like, that you did have to have a have a router, dude. I was like, I was up in my parents' ceiling, like in the basement. They had like the the, the tiles. We were up there like I don't know four or five, maybe a dozen times a year, just like figuring out what the next best way to <laughs> wire this thing was. And it was like I, I just I maybe it was because like nobody else was going to do it. Maybe that's part. Like I, I don't know. Maybe like how, why? How did you sort of like get? started with all of that stuff because like I, I think i've just landed on it for me if i didn't plug in the xbox like my dad sure as hell wasn't going to do it like <laughs> by the time we got that thing it was like my brother and i we saved up enough money to buy it we split it and nobody else was going to help us with it so we had to kind of figure it out on our own yeah it's that's so funny like yeah our parents just weren't doing that at all mm-hmm. and it's funny because i tell my kids all the time like they're constantly like dad I need help with this video game. Dad, yeah. my laptop isn't working. Dad, this, that. Like whenever it comes to like tech stuff. And I'm like, you know what? You're going to sit here and figure this out by mm-hmm. yourself because my dad, my mom, they were not helping me. If I died in a video game, I couldn't be like, dad, can you come beat this? Or dad, yeah. can you help me? They would look at me like I was crazy. If they were even in the same place as me when I was <laughs> the same room. The <laughs> so like for us, like as, as my wife likes to call us latchkey kids where our parents yeah. weren't home, but we Still had the freedom to actually go out and do things because the world wasn't as much of a you know shithole as it is now. Yeah, <laughs> when you think about it, like I'm scared to let my kids out of my sight, dude. No kidding. That was not the case when I was growing up. So yeah, like for me, a lot of the tech stuff was just like they weren't doing it. So I'm gonna sit here and play with it and figure it out. Mm-hmm. Computer's not working. Well, let me see what I can do. Let me let me figure it out. Like, can you imagine though? Like, look how much money our parents would have spent on a computer. And they didn't know how to use it. Like that's the, that's just the thing yeah. that blows my mind. Like how do you how do you end up in that situation? And we oh, yeah. ruined our computer numerous times. Like we just oh yeah, like no backups, <laughs> no nothing. Like I think we we uh, straight up just deleted the. I remember deleting the Norton antivirus just out of DOS. Mm-hmm. Just like straight up deleted that folder, and it like bricked the computer. Like we did, I still to this day don't really understand what happened. Like maybe some sort of registry thing. I don't know. Like there wasn't like a you had. Norton Ghost, you may have deleted the shadow copy that would have caused it to not boot up properly. Like we're talking like like Windows three point <laughs> one, maybe. Like we're I remember deleting it in <laughs> in DOS, man. In DOS. Yeah, like like when Chelsea and I first started dating, I remember I had to like I, w- I was having trouble with um, with her laptop. She she had some problems with it, mm-hmm. and I like Windows wasn't booting, so I had to take all of her all of her media off of her hard drive onto an external drive, and I used DOS, and I remembered. Like all the copy, um, all mm-hmm. the all the, whatever the the commands. I remembered all that stuff. Like yeah. they were all there. I hadn't used them in like twenty years, man. Like it's. I love that <laughs> stuff. I love that that's still there. I can't remember anything new. You tell me a new story, I won't remember it. But I still remember Wayne's World quotes <laughs> and how to get to like you know CD dot dot or CD slash P or whatever. 
DIR slash P slash W, all this other crap. It's all there, man. <laughs> I love that stuff. It's crazy what sticks and what doesn't, right? Did you ever mess with like Mac or were you always PC? I've always been PC. I've, I've never been a fan of Mac because Mac never did anything that I wanted to do. Right? What's funny is like because I'm old and I grew up in the 80s. You're not old. When I was in, when I was in elementary school, we had Macs. We had Apple mm-hmm. 2Cs or whatnot. Same. Um, so like I was playing Oregon Trail and all of that good stuff on there. But mm-hmm. then Mac just kind of went away. Yeah. So when I actually got reintroduced into like PCs and computers, it was all Windows. Yeah. So I've been just straight on Windows. And then for me, like I don't do music. I don't do photography or video or anything like that. So yeah. there was never this need to spend the kind of money Apple was asking for their product. Yeah. And I'm like, I play video games. Y'all mm-hmm. can't put games up. Mac doesn't run games well. So there was just never this 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 idea to get into Mac. And then also what they were charging for their products. I was like, I just... I can build a PC for that same price. It's going to run circles around that. Yeah, man. man. No, I'm not. I'm not doing it. So I've had this this hate relationship with 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 Apple. Um, my wife posted because when I bought the iPad, she posted on on I think Instagram. She's like, y'all might want to check the temperatures um, because <laughs> hell must have froze over because Dad just bought an Apple device and we haven't had one of those since 2011. And it was my iPad, iPod shuffle or whatnot that I had got. Or I love got it. The shuffle dude. So even in like a, like a mobile device or a tablet or whatever, let's like still know. <laughs> it's just like, no, man, so this, Android. Is, this is droid for life. Yeah. Son. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. See, I don't want to be messing around. Like I, I like tinkering with my PCs, but I don't want to tinker with my phone. I just, I don't know, man. I mean, I think you and I've had this conversation before. Yeah. I'm tinkering with everything. Yeah. Like yeah, I hate, really are. I don't like the walled garden approach. I yeah. don't like that. I, I want to be able to do whatever I want to do. And if I brick it, I brick it. You know, I'll find a mm-hmm. way to restore, reformat yeah. it. That's fine. I don't like the, the walled garden, like the... I hate that. I just want to be able to do whatever I want to do. Yeah, so I mean, that's why I, I've never been able to just go Mac. I feel like eventually, like, and I've got, I, I keep an open mind to this. You know, I just, I don't want to uh, continue to bang my head against the wall. What I, I've done is, I've done an Android, didn't like it, went to Apple, went back to Android, didn't like it, went back to Apple. I'll still keep an open mind to this. But yeah, you're right. Like, there is, there is an, like, there's an element to like when I use my my iPhone, I'm like, I wanted to do something else, or I don't want it to make like this decision for me on like how this works. And like I don't know, I look at Chelsea's phone. She's she's all over Android, and like she just sent mm. some pictures. She's got um, she's doing this great partnership with a friend of hers who's going to create like this, uh, it's like some sort of like handmade furniture, this woodworking furniture, right? And so she's like, well, okay. we'll give you this 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 custom furniture stuff, um, and the kids can play around with it if you help us out with some pictures for it, so that'll help them promote their stuff. So Chelsea took some pictures with like her phone, sent them over and like, okay, so like the kids are loving this and they thought those were her professional pictures. Like we're we're at the point now where like she's taking pictures with her Google, I think it's a Pixel 3. Yes. Uh, mm. And and yeah, like her her friends thought like, okay, thanks, like deal's done. She's like, no, I haven't done the real pictures yet. This is my this is my phone and yep. it took me three and a half seconds to do this. If you know how to use a Pixel and you know how to use the the pro mode with mm-hmm. the camera it's going to take amazing pictures like people always think the iphone has like the best camera but it doesn't like 
the it's not even close. It's Samsung actually embarrassing. Devices and the pixels, they have really, really, really good cameras, but you have to know how to use that stuff. Like sure. I know she knows how to set the aperture and how mm-hmm. much light to let in, all of that good stuff. Like she knows how to do that. And you have those abilities in the pro mode. With iPhone, it's like the filters that are nice. Like they have great cameras, don't let don't get me wrong. But on the Android side, you just have a little bit more flexibility with that stuff. And yeah. if you know what you're doing, like I've seen people do professional photo shoots with a certain kind of lens on an iPhone right. or on an Android where they can take pictures with that and it's going to give you that professional quality if you know how to use mm-hmm. the camera. Yeah. Also, if you have Lightroom, you can do a lot with Lightroom. Yeah, that's the thing. Like that, And going back to like resetting her computer and everything, I'm like, I don't even know which freaking Lightroom that she's got going on here. But like that changed everything for her. Like once she started doing like actual like with presets and everything it's like this mm-hmm. th- those yep. those pictures don't look the same at all man but it's like it's very gratifying to see her just like really dedicate her craft and her and I have like very similar but completely different paths like outside of our like you know 9 to 5 type of like lives where her, she's spending time with the kids and I'm I'm at work like our after hours creativity is like we both have an appreciation for what we want to do, but they're just totally different. Like I'll be doing this or streaming or whatever. And that takes kind of like it, it stretches a certain muscle or whatever. And she's doing photography and it's like, or even like now she's doing cricket stuff. Now I think you and I have the same number of crickets in our, in our houses at this point. <laughs> I, yeah. I've, I've got one. It's sitting, it's sitting right behind mm-hmm, me. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a, it's a new, it's a new business, man. Well, um, you know, we can fan. We should, we should just fan the flames of every single war. There's got to be some sort of like cricket competitor that maybe we'll chat about next time. But uh, we've already, I think, upset maybe uh, the iPhone people or the Mac people. Um, <laughs> I want to I want to jump to PlayStation. Whether you're, you got your PS5, but you got a yes, you've got a beefy PC as well. Where yeah. where you like where are you now that we're a couple months after PS5 has been released? Like where are you still spending your time right now? Um, I'm spending all my time on the PlayStation. Are you Mainly really? Because my graphics card, it holds me back. I still only have a 1080 Ti, so it just doesn't do what, mm-hmm. I, what I want it to do because yeah. I have not been able to get my hands on a 30 series card. And I'm not spending the prices they want for a 20 series oh, card. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's just like null and void at this point. So I've been spending more time on the PlayStation because it actually, now that you're getting games with the 60, 60 frames per second, I still have yet to get a monitor that does anything above 60, which mm. is probably why I also haven't been doing anything on PC. If I had maybe a 144 hertz monitor, like a, a 1440p one, I might play more games on the PC. But right now, um, everything has been PS5. Yeah. I've also been just digging their exclusives more, more than anything. So yeah, I'll man. Get miles um jump back into god of war because it has the 60 frames and 4k with the dynamic it's just it's beautiful Mm -hmm. um because i did not finish that game when it came out there was i was deep into i want to say it was forsaken destiny forsaken so like i started god of war but i was just it wasn't what i wanted to play at the time yeah so i just didn't go back to it and now that it has the mode it feels so much better to play because the funny thing is i started playing it before they even gave it that update so I was yeah. just playing it in the 1080p, kind of 60 frames mode, and it was nice. Was it getting like a boost cool. or something, or is that just the way that it was? Well, it was like, like it was like the PS4 Pro boost. So right, you would okay. have oh, it would yeah, have yeah, yeah. 1080p. It was the performance mode. Right. Um, so it was getting that. But um, once once they got that 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 update to give it the 60 frames, the dynamic 4K, it was just like oh my god, it's like a whole yeah. different game. Like it's, it's a legit 60. The resolution looks so much better. 
Um, so like I was like, oh yeah, I made the right decision because it's funny. I did the same thing with Star Wars. I started playing. I just wanted to replay Jedi Fallen Order because Ghost of Tsushima, like that combat, just sparked something in me. Like I love that kind of that kind of gameplay. So I was like, I want to find something that's more of a melee game. So I was like, let me just jump back in and play Star Wars again. So I started playing that, and then they gave the the performance update for PS5 and Xbox for that. I was like, oh, perfect, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm playing it. And same thing with God of War. I was into that, and they gave it a boost. I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. This is. This I'm is, telling you, man. Exactly we should spend the next year just playing last gen console games. Like that's that's the way they were meant to be played. The way that they, frame? Well, yeah. I mean, like, doesn't it seem like the entire last gen was like like neither console really like launched with the power that they need. Like that's I feel like that's the difference between like where we're at now and where we were with with PS4 and, and PS4 was like way beyond where where Xbox was. Yeah. And like this is me saying it to you. Like when when Xbox came out with the VCR thing and it was like clearly not as powerful. I was like I I literally said to Chelsea like everything unless it's an exclusive we'll just get everything on. On PlayStation, I played Fallout 4 on PlayStation. Everybody knows that you shouldn't play Fallout games on PlayStation. You shouldn't play Skyrim and everything else on Xbox. We played, like, um, South Park. Both South Parks were on PlayStation. I had Destiny, uh, the Glacier White one is where I jumped into a PS4. Like, I was I was all over it, dude. Like, it was it was just very – what a – what a generation! Like we should, we should just like somebody should write a book about it. I think, I think somebody yeah, should should capture it's definitely, it. Definitely, it's it's interesting. It's because they they were straddling this 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 line between the 4K and everything. They need to just forget about that and really focus yeah, you're on right. 1080P and getting back to frames. Mm-hmm. It just yeah, like you said, they it launched with really underpowered processors like yep. the cpus in those systems were already old when they launched like i mean old like super old underpowered mm-hmm. where this generation they're actually launching with tech that is like new yeah so you're getting much better performance out of the out of the consoles that rivals pc in some areas um where you weren't getting that before so yep. you, you're able to get much better resolutions you're able to get ray tracing modes so better frame rates i mean we're getting we're getting games that actually run at 120 frames like that's unheard of for a console market when we couldn't even get 60 nobody was asking for it nobody was like i better get 120 on these consoles they didn't even know to ask for it yeah like we just wanted 60 we weren't getting 60 on ps4 dude that's how we felt when when ps4 and and xbox one came out now they're all like hd gaming i'm like what i thought that's what we had with the ps3 i had a blu-ray player in this thing i thought we had like everything said hd on the on the xbox one it's like well i guess Technically, there is HD on the original Xbox with 480p HD gaming for the component cables. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> things are a little bit. Things are a little better now. Things are. I mean, the, the only the only reason I think like that the value proposition was there with PS4 and Xbox One was just because of how much better it was than the generation compared like previous yeah. to it. Like now, like basically what we've done over the last whatever it's been, eight years, is like we've just blurred the lines between console and PC. So now you actually have those conversations like what's going on over there? Like it was just mm-hmm. what a different world it is now. At least it is for I think for a lot of people. Um, anybody who was in the PC space the entire time was like, I don't know what you guys have been talking about or thinking about because like we've been here <laughs> right. the whole time getting our frames and stuff. But yeah, now it's, mm-hmm. you know, that the worlds are much more closely aligned. And even now, like, you know, like there's there's just not a lot to play on these new systems, and there's not going to be a lot of play. Like, yeah. I don't. Well, what's the next for PlayStation? Is it Ratchet in June? Is that kind of well, the next? No, actually, I would say it's probably Returnal. Oh, it's just before that, isn't that, it? Yeah, Returnal comes out. I, I want to say the end of April. 
Mm-hmm. Could be May. But yeah, like that, you have Deathloop that's coming also. Um, are you there's a for couple Deathloop? of games that are coming. I am. I love I, I I like that studio. I like what that what they're doing. It reminds me like if if Dishonored and some other game had a baby. That's what it reminds me of. So I'm I'm excited for that one. I definitely want to play that. Is Insomniac yeah. like the deal of the century? Like is that like like Sony buying Insomniac? Is that like the greatest acquisition of all of the like dozens and dozens that have happened? Like I in my mind it is. Like I think pound for pound it is there is no better acquisition in terms of like the importance Amazing. of the games to a console and the way that it's pushing it forward and like the immediacy of it as well. It's not like we'll buy Insomniac, then like someday we'll get maybe a return on it. It's like pretty instant yeah. how how beneficial yeah. that's been for PS5. Yeah, it was it was a really smart purchase. I mean, it should have been done a while ago when you really think about what they did. Um, but being able to get them and then being able to just blow it out of the water with Spider-Man. Yeah, man. And then to have the follow-up with Miles Morales, which is also just like God, an amazing game. It. When you look at how well it plays, how like the, the loading, what they've done with that, like that is definitely like, wow. Mm-hmm. So even like the, the, the old Ratchet, like the one that they rebooted. Oh, it's so good. Really, really good. Mm-hmm. And so what we're looking at with the new Ratchet, just like, man. So, yeah, that the, the return on investment into that buying that studio has been great. Yeah, and who yeah. knows? We may ever, we may still see Sunset Overdrive come to, to PlayStation. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think, I think people <laughs> they, own, to... they own the IP now. So, I mean, <laughs> but I, don't, I don't personally care. There I don't was, personally care about that game. There was a lot of things happening on uh, in Xbox land. And I don't know, like PlayStation doesn't really ever have to deal with this because there's so many great games on playstation you don't really have to have like this um over like this hyperbole about some of the games like where where people go like you have to play sunset overdrive this game is for everybody it's like is it's good very good and this is maybe where i'll maybe upset some people because they hold it in such high regard it is a very good game but i was like i was all in on xbox i wanted to really love that game and i just i don't know it's a little it's a little weird and there were games like Quantum Break, I think, came out as well and was supposed to, like, prop up the entirety of the platform. And it's like, it was it was very good. It's actually better now if you go back. And maybe that's where people are at with these games. Like, outside of the, like, there was just no games coming out for Xbox. And then you had a Sunset Overdrive and then you had a Quantum Break. And I was like, they're not, it's not God of War. You know, it's not, yeah. it's not The Last of Us. And I think that was probably the thing. It was one of the best ways for PlayStation to win the next, um console generation was to end the last one with the last of us like how do you compete with that you know it's like yeah. this is this is yeah. the caliber of the studios is like on a ps3 so you just kind of do your mm-hmm. imagination and, and xbox like what did they have coming out of the 360 era like gears 3 maybe yeah, i guess like i'm really kind of struggling here a little bit so you go like why would why would you kind of <laughs> carry on and that like you saw playstation 3 kind of catch up at the end there yeah. actually and surpass yeah. i think too how does uh how does anybody take out nintendo at this point because like they don't care about flops or k's or pixels or no. whatever man they don't give a damn you can't you can't take out nintendo because nintendo's not playing their game like nintendo's not playing the the sony xbox game no nintendo is playing the only game they've ever played and that's the nintendo game we keep our stuff in-house we make great games. It's just we're, not, crazy. we're not playing. We don't care about your powerful systems. That's not what we're about. We're about creating experiences. Like when you think about Nintendo, it's really about that experience that everyone can enjoy. Mm-hmm. And that's why people buy that buy that system. It's not even about like, you know, 
I want to be able to have the most powerful thing. No, I want to play Mario. Where am I going to be able to play Mario? Only on the Nintendo system. I want to play Pokemon. Where are you going to be able to play that at? Like, they just have franchises that they continue to just, you know, prop up. And as long as they continue to innovate and do something different, they're always going to be able to play the Nintendo game instead of playing these console wars. Mm -hmm. They're not playing console wars. They're doing what they want. They're doing their own thing. They do what they want to do. And they continue to make great systems that actually have hard, have software on that people want to play. Yeah, man. So as long as you create an experience that people want to have, they're going to continue to sell. It's a, it's a little, it's a little crazy because I just bought this game that came out eight years ago. I paid full price for it. uh, Super Mario 3D (laughs) World. (laughs) It's like, and I already own it too. (laughs) I'm playing it with, um, it was the greatest thing, man. Like I told Lincoln, we were going to go because we, dude, it's been so cold here. It's like, if you're going to mm. go out, you've got to make sure that the car has been warming up for 20 minutes so that it's safe, mm. not even just comfortable. It's just like so you don't actually die or have severe frostbite. So we make a big deal out of like going to the – we call it the Mario store. We go to EB Games and we tell Link we're going to pick up a Mario game. He doesn't know you know, that he are, we already have it and he's actually playing it already on the Wii U because uh, we have that thing plugged in. Make a big deal about it. Go to EB Games and you know they've got the whole – they don't have the real games on the shelf. They've got just boxes of mm-hmm. it and then you take it up to the desk right. and – uh, that's when they realized that um, they didn't have any real copies, and Lincoln wow. thought Lincoln thought he was in trouble because he he didn't get mm-hmm. the game that we we thought we we handed them the thing, and then we walked out of the store without the game, and he was devastated. This was not oh, a good wow. scene. I couldn't couldn't get it through to him that you know we're just going to go to another store, we're going to go to Best Buy, and they've got one on hold for us. Like it's all it's all good. Plus, we get to go to a second store. We get to see all the things that they've got. He was right. locked in on this man. He wanted to. He wanted to make sure that we, when we went home, we were walking. We we're walking home with a new Mario game. So we went to Best Buy, and it's still they're they're uh, they're getting the order. It's the whole like pickup thing when uh, they've got to process yeah. your order. They literally say, "Don't come to the store yet." But I'm like, I've got this kid who's like screaming. So we're gonna go to a store, and we're gonna be looking for some Mario stuff. But they're still getting our order ready, and we're walking around the store, and I'm trying to kind of, like, distract him from this fact that we still don't have right. this game. And he's uh, he's loving butterflies and all these other types of things now, so we take him over to the TVs, and he's like, Daddy, this is this is not where the Mario games are. Like, he knew I, my ruse. <laughs> he, he was trying to, like, distract him a little bit. Anyways, long story short, we finally get the game, and he's just shaking, dude. They hand him over the game. Like, here it is. Mm-hmm. And he was so happy about this game. And it was like... Those are the moments as a gaming parent you live for. Like, he was just so excited to have a Mario game in his hands. This was a big deal. And then, of course, we went home and he continued to play the Wii U version and I was playing (laughs) the Switch version. It was not, like, it had nothing to do with, like, the thing that he was playing. Like, he, he doesn't even understand that he was playing an older game or that what, what, what we bought I was playing on somewhere else. But I just, uh, it was a special moment even in, in spite of all of those, those considerations, that he just wanted to go to a store and play Mario. Like, that will be with him forever. Like, he'll, you know, whenever the next Mario game comes out, it'll be a very similar situation for him. So, I don't know. Like, do you have any of those, like, you know, when you, um, when you bring gaming into the family? Like, do, is that a reaction that you get from, from the kiddos? Well, see, you know me. I don't buy physical at all so we don't get to go places and get things they just mm. all of a sudden will boot up the switch and see that there's a new game on there and like, oh my god we have mario mm-hmm. or even more oh, magical you bought a new game a new Kirby, or whatever so for them it's them turning on the system and seeing that there's a new yeah. game installed that they didn't know that we had um so we do have a couple of moments of that and then also um i downloaded transformers devastation 
which is on PlayStation. It's older. But <laughs> my son ha- is just, he is the Transformer kid. He just yeah, loves Transformers. Man. My wife, for some reason, was watching uh, Transformers 2, uh, what is that, Dark Side of the Moon or whatever. Oh, God. She loves that movie. It's yeah. the only Transformer movie she likes. And my son saw it and just kind of fell in love with the noise of them transforming mm-hmm. and the explosions and stuff. And she was like, you know, your dad has like all of the cartoons, all the Transformer cartoons. So I come home one day and he's like going nuts about Transformers. I'm like, what are How do you even know what a Transformer is? Heck yes. So I showed him the cartoon and he's just, everything is Transformers. Transformers is Transformers that. So when I showed him that, that we had the Transformer video game, that's all he's wanted to do. Yeah. So we've been playing this old Transformers game that actually is not bad. Mm-hmm. I had never played it. It was a PS Plus game that we got. So Oh, snap. Had, oh, that's pretty good. I just had to download it. I never so heard of the Devastation. That and he's loving it. I never heard of that and one. Like I, War for Cybertron, I always heard was like the good one that you're supposed to play. I, I haven't played that one, but we had Devastation, and so that's what we've been playing. It's it's a nice little brawler or whatnot. Mm. Got some RPG mechanics because like your abilities get better. You can spec out your character with different weapons and stuff like that. And he's yeah. he's just having a blast. Yo. And he's finally able. It's it's been fun watching him adjust to be able to use the two analog sticks now yeah because before like it's ceiling floor ceiling floor <laughs> turn around it's just all over the place and now he's able to actually manipulate the sticks in a way where he can actually go the way he's supposed to go and mm-hmm. jump and move and attack and all of that so it's been fun watching him get his head around being able to use the dual analog sticks much better so how old is he now how old are your kids he's he's five he turned five in november Damn. my daughter nine she'll be 10 in may she plays she she wants to go outside. She's the outdoors yeah. kid. She yeah. she wants to sew and create things, and apparently make stop motion videos with her friends. Now they're they're <laughs> taking these beanie boos or whatnot and making videos. <laughs> like what? But that yeah, she she plays Mario. She'll play Kirby. She really yeah. likes those games. Um, but she's not. She's also into Minecraft. So she likes to play Minecraft and Among Us. Mm-hmm. Her and her friends were playing Among Us, and she was big into that for a while. So. It's just fun watching them find like their niche of games that like mm. my son is definitely going to be the I want to blow things up kid. Oh hell yeah! Dog's going to be I want to create stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, and doesn't really matter if it's a brand new game with all the frames and all the P's. It's like that's for yeah. the parents. That's the funny thing. Like maybe that'll be the way that the kids rebel against their parents. You'll have like this this new generation of kids who just like don't give a damn, and all of us are just like we would have killed for all of the frames. We would have killed for a computer that yeah. actually like worked. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they'll have no idea. And it's because, like, our parents didn't play video games. So right. they didn't show that with us. It was just, like, something that happened and we started playing. Yeah. But now, like, as a gamer and introducing your kids in that. And I think also, I think our generation just spends more time with the, with, with our kids than our parents did with me. I don't know if, I, if that was how it was with your family. But for, like, me and all of my friends that are my age, like, they just didn't spend this kind of time with I know. kids the way we do. Yeah. Like, Everything we do, like we bring them into it, like it's just, yeah. it's just a completely different dynamic. Like yeah, so I could never play games with my parents; they would never know. There was none of that. Would have been they nice, though. Wouldn't have been nice. Games. It would have been kind of like you know, Absolutely. like hang out with us. You know, this is what we're doing. That'd be kind of, yeah, kinda good. It would have been great, and I think that's why we do it so much as as parents now. Like we want to yeah. actually spend time with you guys and invest that time with you. Like I will get down on the floor and play yeah. with. The toys that my son has, like we'll play Transformers or we'll play My Little Ponies with my daughter. Like we'll actually get down on the floor and play those, play those, play with them. Where yeah. like that was not 
my experience as a child with my parents. Like it's, it just didn't happen. <laughs> it's so funny that you say that. Cause I was literally just talking to Chelsea about that this afternoon. Like, again, like I've got the, I had, I had the day off. So an extra day with the kiddos. And it was like, and mm. I can't decide if it's just my memory failing me or if this is just the way that it was. But like, I don't remember, like, I guess like when my memory starts, it was like when we we're starting to play sports. And so my parents were like taking us to sports. Right. So right. I guess maybe that's like, I guess that counts, but it wasn't quite the same. Like we just didn't have like a, like a Saturday afternoon, unless we were doing something extraordinary. Like we went to a movie or something like that, but like, we didn't just like hang out. If we were at the house, it was, yeah, go get on your bikes and see you later. And I don't know, maybe I'm just not there yet. Like my kids are still young. So maybe it's just like that. That's another decade away where you go. Yeah. I'll see you at seven o'clock or whatever. When, when it's still, dude, when it's summertime here, it's light until 10 30, 11 o'clock. Like it is just bizarre, man. It's just Canada's weird. Our, <laughs> well, I when I lived in Cleveland, it was that way. Like it was light till nine, nine thirty. So and weird. That was totally different for me because out here, like the latest it stays stays light during the summer is like maybe eight thirty. But that's better for like bedtime for kids. It's like you can convince a kid oh, that yeah, yeah it's, it's bedtime because it's getting dark outside. It's like you go to bed as a kid but, in the summertime. Oh yeah, my kids hate it because we definitely. I don't care what what day it is, what time of the year. Your bedtime is eight o'clock, so yeah, it'll man. be light outside, and she'll hear her friends <laughs> exactly. still playing outside. I'm like, nah, doc, it's bedtime. <laughs> nah, I know it's still light outside. <laughs> I don't care. It's bedtime because yeah, if I don't man. get you to bed now, I'm never gonna be able to get to bed or do any of the things that I want to do. So you're going to bed now. Yeah, yeah. How are you? How how's the whole family doing with everything going on, man? You guys surviving? This uh, this year, this this hangover year now, it's definitely a hangover year. We're mm-hmm. we're doing all right. We we're still grieving the loss of my mom. Yeah. Um, then we just had uh, our church grandmother, like our adopted church grandmother, um, who spent a lot of time with both of my kids, and they were both like really close. Like she taught my daughter how to swim, um, and Hudson was like just her little helper and everything. Um, and she just passed on Friday from COVID. So Good God, just on Friday, brief like, new. Yeah, dude, you could have like yeah. postponed or something. Yeah, like, you could have no. done this another it's, time. Are you serious right now? It's, it's cathartic. It's cathartic. It's oh, the things. Oh, dude, I'm so sorry. Yeah, so it's it's just been crazy. So dealing with like the constant loss, like my kids, it's so weird because my dad hit me up and she's like, "So have the kids like asked about Nini? Like they, that's what they call my mom, yeah. their grandma." Nini. And I'm like, "Well, no, they understand that she's dead. Like they understand death in a way that they probably shouldn't at yeah. this age. Yeah. But they totally cuz they we've lost um my mother-in-law and then 9 months later we lost her mother so their 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 great-grandmother wow. and then losing my mother like all within a span of like 2 3 years. So they have come to understand the idea of death and knowing that you know they're not here. Yeah. So, like, when they see me or my wife a little sad or whatnot, they'll come over and they'll give us a hug and, like, are you okay? Do you miss Do you miss your mom? Like, they get it. Yeah. They they totally understand it. Or they'll say, like, I oh. miss my day or whatnot. So they understand it in a way that is just they, – they comprehend it in a way that I wouldn't have imagined um, at this age. Like, they just, they just get it and they're supportive. Like, both of my kids are super empathetic. Yeah. So – if they see you having a bad day, like it affects them and they'll try to comfort you or hug you or play or do whatever they can to just try to make you feel better. Both yeah. of them just, it, it, it weighs on them. And my wife is also a super empath. So it's just like, whenever one of them is sad, they're all just sad going through it together. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to watch, but 
I mean, we're doing the best we can. Like, we're all just kind of maintaining. Like, my daughter is having a ball outside with her friends. She just had some friends move away. They moved to Wisconsin, so she was sad about that. But she's still got two other neighborhood friends that she's just able to enjoy and spend time with. Yeah. We do all of our family stuff. Me and the wife have been having movie night Fridays and everything where we just mm. set aside to make sure we spend time together. So we've all just been doing the best we can to push through. We see each other all day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Every just, day. It's like it's tough, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah, man. It's very different. Like, I was like, man, I so want to call out for work tomorrow. Because Tuesdays and Thursdays the day I actually go into the office, but I'm like calling out is not a day off because I'll still just be here dealing with everybody. So it's yeah. like a day off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's so different. Yeah, it's a that's a it can cause a, a panic to set it, dude. I I honestly don't know that I realized that your your mom passed away too, dude. I'm so sorry to hear that. When when was that? She passed in December, December nineteenth. Just like th- two months ago, three months ago. I didn't, mm-hmm. I don't think I, I yeah. can I ask what happened. Yeah, she had, she was battling cancer and um, oh, cancer, can, cancer one as it does. Yeah. So, oh man, I'm so sorry about that. What about the whole like you know, my my parents, um, if if they were dealing with stuff, we didn't see it, and I don't know if that was a generational thing as well. Where it's like, you know, I think a lot of us like our parents are just kind of like, okay, yeah, like if they were having a hard time, they would it would be behind closed doors and in a oh, way yeah. to like try to protect kids. And oh, yeah. definitely a generational thing. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that. I, well, I, I'm leaning towards I don't like it. <laughs> right. But I, I don't, don't like I also either. don't know what the right answer is. I don't know how like kids are strong, but also I don't know. Like this is definitely something I just want to explore a little bit. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking probably it's better to show the full range of emotion to kids like the, mm-hmm. the, the, that, that you can be super happy. You can be serious. You can be sad as well. Um, yep. But yeah, like I don't know, like this is something new to me. This this notion of that parents will will show that to their kids is that something yeah. you guys had to like make a conscious decision about, or like to sort of like reverse what what had been with your parents and just, or was it just the way things happen? Like you almost sometimes you can't it even was, help it. It was kind of yeah, it's kind of the way things happen. Like my yeah. mom, like she didn't want to shy away with it, shy away from the kids like she wanted the kids to be able to be around like they totally understood that she was that she had cancer and all yeah. of that so it wasn't like her hiding it behind closed doors yeah um where a lot of other parents yeah they would hide that stuff um my my mom my my, my mother-in-law she definitely didn't want to let anybody know that she was hurting or in pain i don't know what it is about that generation where it was just like they don't want to show any kind of weakness. They don't want you to know mm. that they're in pain or hurting. And it's so crazy because we've watched a couple of movies lately. I don't know why this is like a recurring theme. Yeah. But we watch a movie where the like the parent suddenly dies and they've been battling cancer for three years, but right. they never told their kids. And I'm just like, why would you do do you just think that I'm not strong enough? Do you just are you you just don't want help? Like, why would you want to keep that from me? Like mm-hmm. if you're suffering and I'm your child. Like, I want to know. So I can be there. I can help. I can yeah. be of assistance. You don't have to battle it alone. Like, why do you, what's the notion that you would think that you have to battle cancer or battle sickness by yourself yeah. in silence? Like, I don't, I don't get that mentality. It's actually um, a pretty good so way to just make definitely. me like pretty pissed off forever. Like, afterwards. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's, like, it's pretty, pretty why much would guaranteed. You do that? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. then I also, since I don't know that you're sick, 
I don't get to spend that time with you either because I think everything is okay because you know how it is. Mm-hmm. If you're doing your day-to-day, like you're not necessarily constantly checking up on your parents or making sure you're spending time with them. But if you've been sick for two years, you haven't said anything, and we just kind of see each other, you know, during holidays or on a vacation or yeah. something, and then you all of a sudden died, now I've just been denied that that extra time that I could have been spending with you in your, yeah. last, your last moments or whatnot instead of you – deciding you want to battle this alone and then die all of a sudden yeah like that's that's no way to be that sucks yeah it's sort of well i mean in a weird way like it, it makes you think about you know all of us being in somewhat of a lockdown over the last coming up on a on a year pretty much yeah. right like would you would you have done anything differently like in the, like there's so many there's so many changes in life you know, and like before kids come around, everybody's like, well, enjoy your sleep. And I remember specifically thinking when people would tell me that I'm like, I legit, I don't know how much more I can enjoy my sleep. Like I, I enjoyed the mess out of my sleep before <laughs> kids came around and people would always like say these things. I'm like, I'm not sure how exactly I would change anything, but like, I don't know if there's, do you ever think back to, you know, pre COVID? Like, do you, is there things that you were, would you have done things differently? If you knew, if somehow you knew that like, you're going to spend a little over a year, maybe even a year and a half or whatever it turns out to be that you can't see like close family in the same way you did, or, or at least some of your friends you can do your PSVG house party. You know, like there are certain things that, that had to, and we can get to that. Like, was there, is there anything that you would have maybe done differently prior to COVID? Like, is there, I don't know. Cause I don't know if I would. I probably, I don't know that there's a whole lot that I would have done differently. Cause I like, feel what? like we were still going out and doing stuff and seeing people I mean, I think I may have prioritized like actually taking family vacations a little bit more. Yeah. Because like my wife is dying and itching to go on vacation. Yeah, man. Um, so she's just like ah, going a little stir crazy now that we've been in the house. If we hit Easter, we will have done every holiday on lockdown. <laughs> um, oh, God. That's <laughs> awful to think about, isn't it? So, yeah, I just think I probably would have put more of an emphasis on just like making sure we take family vacations. But other than that, I don't think there's a whole lot differently that I would have done, to mm. be perfectly honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's part of like living life without regrets, I think. But yeah, it's kind of like what else? Part of it's like what else can you even do? Like when you're just so right. busy, like I, I remember and this is maybe this is a weird way to look at it. But I remember when the lockdown first happened. And of course, like we're all gamers and we think like, OK, I can spend bring it on. I can spend 24 hours in this yeah. space, man. Like, yeah, I'm best suited for this whole thing. But I remember being a little bit grateful, honestly, for the, for the break, like for the, the yeah. no commute and all the, all the sort of things that came along with it. Like it's dark to think about maybe, or I don't know if I, if I was being grateful for the wrong type of thing, but there was definitely like life got a little bit simpler with all of this. Like, Oh yeah. It's hard to remember yeah. like all the, like every Friday was, you're going to have to be at this place. And on Saturday, you're going to have to be at this, we're probably gonna be at four places on a set throughout mm-hmm. a Saturday morning, afternoon and, and evening. So it's like, I don't know, maybe it's, is there something to bring out of COVID into, and maybe it's too early to talk Absolutely. about this. But. I think, I think that there is, I mean, it's the work life balance. Like we spend yeah. so much time, this go, 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 go mentality that being forced to be home and spend time with loved ones and yeah. do things together as a family. Like it makes you rethink your work life balance. Like my wife is like, I'm never going back to an office job again. Yeah. This is exactly what I want. I want to be able to work at home and be with my kids and be with mm-hmm. my family and spend time. Like, I'm, There's no way I'm going back to pre-COVID. I got to be in an office working a nine to five. She's just like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. And it's because you realize how much you value the time you get to spend with your families and see your kids grow up and oh, man. see them go through changes and, and stuff 
where in a in a, the pre-existing world where you were constantly in an office from nine to five, um, plus you didn't commute. get to see a lot of that. Plus the commute, yeah, mm-hmm. you didn't get to see a lot of that. So yeah, I think that the thing that you t- can take out of it, like yeah, it sucks that we were locked down for all this time, but you also got to see what a much better life balance, work-life balance could be. Mm-hmm. You also get to realize that we don't need to be stuck in buildings. A lot of our work and jobs can be done without having to be the confines of a nine-to-five in an office. You just have a, you just have a 500-foot USB cable connecting to a, to a, a docking yep. station or, or desktop or, or remote desktop. That's probably a smarter <laughs> yep. way to go about that, man. Dude, it's it's crazy, man. Everything is a little everything's a little nuts, but I think everything's gonna be okay. I think um, we're gonna do a house party at least at some point. Are you, would you still be down if Donnie threw it together a house party? Or oh, would you still be? We're we're st- we're still trying to figure that out. We're like we're not giving up for twenty twenty one. Really? Oh yeah, we're like well we were twenty twenty we were like twenty twenty two because we felt like twenty twenty one. We're still trying yeah. to figure out the vaccination. It's not happening this yeah. year, but it's it's something that we're like yeah we're still gonna do this at some point. Like, we're not giving up the idea of the house party it's the so, perfect yeah. idea it's a and i feel like it would just like kickstart a whole bunch of other things like that will just be Don't like you. okay you know and there's 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 moments like this where like basically when somebody like starts a podcast and somebody goes i could do that you know you somebody mm-hmm. like a friend of yours starts a podcast and you're like okay well how did you do that and now like we've just been waiting for like the next evolution of what we do mm-hmm. right where we all podcast mm-hmm. we figured out like the skype or the discord or whatever it is we figured out the live streaming to to have a, a podcast available as it's being recorded all that is being done um but the notion of having a house rented out over a couple of days and everybody piles on in and you stream from mm-hmm. that thing that is that is next level dude like and I've been to right. three and Donnie says this thing I'm like I want to do that I want to do the house party and I don't I don't need to yeah, go to E3 absolutely. again like I think that would be incredible man I'm glad you guys haven't given up on this dream because it's it's something yeah. special like you know that you've got something on this too and PSVG is like in the best space it's ever been in I gotta th- I gotta say I don't know if you guys are feeling the same way or if like right. maybe from the inside I think this, we're... you guys are crumbling apart but I think it's good. I mean, yeah, we're firing on all cylinders. Like we have yeah, shows for everything. All of our shows are releasing on a regular basis. We've got a regular crew of people that are like committed to their their craft. They're committed mm-hmm. to actually making sure that we put out content, yeah, man, um, and not half-assing it. So everybody is just we're in a we're in a really really good flow. And to be able to finally come together all as one, yeah. like that is something that that like we're really looking forward to. Especially if we can do it around like the E three time, mm-hmm. and if they actually if if there is something around that thing that we can all cover together as yeah. one, I, I that that'll be just it'll be so much fun to uh, finally actually be able to see people in person, dap them up, give hugs, high fives, and then cover the the stuff that we love as a group together. Like mm-hmm. can be that. Mm-hmm. How much how, how so. much notice do you need for something like that? Like, would you be able to like just drop everything and go like next week? If like, because I'm worried that there's not going to be like an E3. Like, I'm worried that we're going to have, like, the, the next couple of years will be, like, Jeff Keighley's summer of whatever. If, if yeah, the Jeffs, I agree. You know, and, and we'll just – you won't be able to have that weekend of, of stuff to cover. But at the same time, I don't know. There's there's stuff almost on a daily basis. Like, even yeah, kind of funny does their, their, daily, their daily streams yeah. or daily news show. And if there wasn't, like, an E3 thing for us to cover, we would figure out something to do. Like, we'd yeah. be like, all right, well – there's no E3. This is what our plans are going to be. We're going to have Lucas and Kevin cooking in the morning. We're going to have a live stream of them just <laughs> acting a fool on Prime, cooking and making foods. We're going to have 
a game tech where Devin tells Donnie all the things he's doing wrong, or we build a computer live on air. Oh, for that'd be production. so good. Like, actually put together a PC together or something like that. Like we can come up with ideas and things to do for, you know, a, a couple of days of PSVG together. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be E3. There's definitely ideas and content we can have. So I feel like Garrett Bland has been working out. Or the VG. I feel like Garrett Bland's been working out, so he could do the whole like uh, Superman build a computer PC kind of thing. What the heck was oh, his yeah. name? Why, why can't I think of his name? Henry anyway. Henry Cavill. I knew that. Yeah. What a like what a what a what a beautiful moment for for gaming and just like what even happened? Like what what compelled him to do this? <laughs> like he just Apparently, this. he's a huge gamer and wanted to build a rig. Like okay. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. Are you absolutely. like with your with your PC? Like, is it just like? upgrade the 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 graphics card at this point and everything else is good or are you sort of like yeah. at the like was it all built around that same time the 1080 ti well yes and no so i got the 1080 ti i won it through through ea like the star wars they Man. were doing a battlefront thing and everybody I just had got lucky. you won, won one of these things i actually think that was the last time you were on the show i think you were i think you had just won it i want to say that you just won it no because i was on the show <laughs> last year I think the first time I was no. on the show, oh, okay. I had just did it. I knew that. And then I was on it last year at some point. And then, but yeah, so I won the 1080 Ti and that was with like, I wanted to build a PC, but I was just like, ah, I want to get a good graphics card. They're so expensive. So it just kind of, it was on the back burner. Mm-hmm. But once I won the graphics card, I was like, all right, I've got the most expensive part. Now it's time to go through and just start piecing everything else together. Yeah. Um, so that's what I did. And for the most part, yeah, like the motherboard, it has a 10900K in it, and that is the top of the line that my motherboard can take. So I can't do anything else with the processor. Yeah, It's got 32 gigs of RAM in it. I could put another 32 in there, but, I mean, that's not going to really do much for me as I don't do a lot of video. Like I don't create and render video. So right. having that much RAM isn't going to do anything for gaming performance. Um, I got the Elgato 4K capture card um, in there as, as well, and I just got that. Um, so there's not much more I can do to this computer outside of updating the graphics card. And then it just becomes, I want to build a new one. So, yeah, you're in a good spot yeah. with it, man. That's pretty. And what kind of yeah. case you have? I can't remember. I have a Corsair. What the heck is this case? I love I Corsair say, stuff, man. I feel, I feel like I could uh, pretty much yes. everything. Headset, keyboard, I mouse, do. everything. I love Corsair. Yeah. I have a Corsair keyboard and mouse. I've got the, the K100 keyboard, the, Dark Core RGB wireless um, mouse. Uh, they finally released an extended uh, RGB like mouse pad, like the really big ones mm. that'll cover the whole desk. So I'm waiting to get that whenever it actually goes in stock. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love the Corsair stuff. The ca- the case that I have is the where the heck is it? I've got a Corsair. Ca- I bought this computer. I bought this computer. Um from another dude but it's a completely different like it, the only thing remaining from it is the actually i think i even replaced the power source because it, it went on me at one point so it's just the tower is the only thing that is still remaining from when i bought this thing i don't wow. even know seven years I mean, ago that's what you do yeah, mine the is thing. the corsair crystal 570x black and i've made some changes to that because i actually got um a red i got red uh dust filters so the front of it has a red dust filter the top of it has a red dust filter the motherboard is red and black. All of my cables are red and black. So, yeah. I've How – okay, the last question because we've been going for a bit here. The last question I have, and you can impart maybe some advice for some people. How – like 
I basically just have this, the default settings on my RGB everything. On my mouse, on my keyboard. It's just like I picked one and that's it. Do you tinker with the RGB? Do you have it like set to a particular thing that you want? And how do you go about doing that? So it depends on what, what stuff you have. So if you have a Razer keyboard, like you got to use, you know, their their program, their right. Razer program. Actually set up, you know, your RGB stuff. If you have everything Corsair, you can use their IQ software and you can customize what lights do what. If you have all Corsair parts, it helps because then it'll pick up everything. So like I, IQ picks up all of my case fans. It picks up mm-hmm. my keyboard, my mouse, um, my, my cooler, the RAM, like everything. So I can customize and choose. You have RGB on your RAM too? You have RGB yes. on everything you could possibly have it on? Yes, <laughs> unless I got a backplate for my my my, my GPU, and if yeah. I would have got an Avery Media card, I could have put put. A, I was gonna say that's that's the most that's the most RGB I've got in my in my actually inside my my case here is uh, <laughs> is Avery Media uh, capture card. I'm like, yeah, sure. yeah. I can't I, I can't have justify it, man. You have what? You have light strips. I have RGB light strips, but the thing is, is your case clear? Like, is it all see through? Like, my entire case, like yeah. every panel is glass. No, no, so it's just it's got I like the glass like- panel. It's an old, it's an old case. It's like I think it was like just we're just starting to get into like, hey, look inside this thing. Uh, but yeah, it's got yeah. like a little, a little look inside sort of panel. Is your desk? Is your desktop sitting on the floor or is it yeah. on your desk? It's on the floor. Yeah, see, it, that's the thing. So Mine is, is, I'm looking at it. It's sitting right next to me, so I see it. Doesn't you, that take up a lot of space? Like, isn't that valuable, like, desk space that you're, you're – you got, That's why you get the desk big enough for that. Like, <laughs> I made sure that I got a desk big enough to where my desktop could go on top. Yeah. And I still have plenty of room for both of my, my 27-inch monitors. I have enough room for my keyboard, my mouse, um, my laptop for Dude, when I'm working. Dude, that's a huge desk. You got a huge desk. Inches. Oh, yeah. Be, that – Yeah. 63 yeah, inches. So. There's no way that that's what this is. I got I to gotta measure because I'm feeling a little envious right now <laughs> of all your inches. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. But I feel like I've always had I've always had a desktop on the floor like this, the, having it propped up. And also, like, I feel like cable management's easier when it's separated like that. I don't know. That makes it just makes sense. Cable to me. management is whatever. Cable management is however you make it. Like suppose, if you want to have good cable management, you can you can manage it. If you want to just hide it behind the desk, yeah. you can't. It totally is up to you. Like it's gotta Garrett, be better for dust to get it up off the floor, though. It is. That is one thing that is good. Like mm-hmm. if you don't have it sitting on the floor, you you can. It's better for dust. If it's on the floor, it's going to pick up all the dust oh, is down yeah. there. And I'm in the basement, man. It's awful down here. Like yeah. I, I think I read somewhere like clean your PC out like every three months, and I'm like that dude. That's not enough. Like it's got to be like couple like three weeks. Like I'm I'm vacuuming yeah. it out. It's just like it's it's horrendous. I'm glad it still works, but I don't know, yeah, man. I, These I, are the things we love. Every couple months, I definitely clean mine out because mm-hmm. yeah, it'll get dust. Yeah, clean man. off your filters, all that good stuff. But it, yeah, I, I have the RGB and stuff because I want to look at it. Like I put this together, I put some 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 time into it, and I want to be able to show it off. Like that's yeah, kind of why I do all the RGB and everything. It's just it's enjoyable. So, yeah, yeah. And you're finding time for it and everything. Like you're 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 staying up to get to up to date with your games and stuff. Oh yeah, I mean, I I, I don't I don't sleep so. I tell my wife, like, uh, I'm going to sacrifice my sleep so I can play my games because otherwise <laughs> I won't have time. And I don't want to take away time in the middle of the day or whatnot where I could be spending time with you guys to do that. So it's just like, right. I'll do it at night. So I put yeah. everybody to bed. Yeah. You, you, you manage. Yeah. Like, you're, I, I don't know. Dude, I try to do that a couple nights and then I, I it catches up to me, man. Like, big time. I'm like, yeah. 
I'm going to go to bed. I will miss something. I'll, I want to stream or something. I'll, I'll just, I'll put, my biggest thing is like putting the kids to bed. It's like, I see them. It's kind of like a yawn. You see somebody else yawn, then you'll yawn. It's sort of contagious. You like put somebody else to bed. And you're like, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Like kind of got, it's kind of dark in here. And I remember Marty laying oh. down with you. Like, dude, it's, it's hard to, to find the energy after that. But if you're motivated my, by a good game or something. Explain at me all the time for falling asleep in the bed with the kids. Cause I'll oh, put yeah. kids in the sleep. And he'll be laying on my chest. I'll be reading a book, and then I'll uh, we'll listen to a, like a meditation or song and everything, and then I'll, I'll just fall asleep. Oh my god! And then I'll get up and I'll go put my daughter to sleep, and I'll fall asleep in there for five ten minutes. <laughs> then I'll get up and I'll go downstairs like, all right, I got my power nap. Exactly. It's, that's like didn't Kramer do that on an episode of Seinfeld? He's like he just like would sleep every three hours or something for like fifteen minutes or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Probably botched yep. that. Um, dude, no, I think that's exactly what he did. <laughs> something I don't know. Uh, Chelsea and I talk about that often. Actually, we're we're on opposite ends of like the value of naps. She does not believe in them, and I'm just like they are the best. I could you, give me like eight minutes, and I'm ready to go, man. Usually it'll be <laughs> maybe a little longer than that, but uh, I want to have you back on. Is that okay? Can I just do that right now? Can can Absolutely. you can you come back on? Because I I think we could yes. chat about pretty much anything for probably I a agree. couple hours at a time. Um, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you on the internet, my friend? Yes, you can find me at Dad Ninja Dev pretty much anywhere. That's my Twitter handle. That's my gamer tag. Just search for at Dad Ninja Dev. I'm I'm there. You can check me out on XP, uh, PlayStation XP on the PSVG network. It drops every Wednesday, where all podcasts are found, and we do game tech once a month. Awesome, man. Well, I gotta um, I gotta get Delvin on as well. He hasn't been on, he hasn't yes. been on the show in a bit, so I got to have him on as well. Uh, cool, man. Well, thanks for so much for this, and we'll have you back on. Absolutely. I think I think pretty soon because like who the hell cares? I'm making all the rules, so yeah. I mean, awesome. it's your show. You do what you want. It's my show, man. I don't have to answer to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> about i thought about giving you guys maybe a bit of a heads up on the whole this is a this is a pretty dorky conversation <laughs> we get we got into it man i hope you guys enjoyed that uh that's a i love that about dev man we can get we can get into how to how to set up your home network how to set up your your pc gaming how to how to do it all man i love that we could we could talk i could talk to him about anything uh, I think I think I left it in here. Did I leave the whole part about like he's coming back on the show? He's coming back, so don't worry about it, man. We're gonna and, and this year we're not even gonna do like like I haven't done this in a while. I think it started with Ed Placencio a little while ago. Maybe it was a little over a year ago. And I was like, you know what, Ed's coming back like week after week. That's just the way it's gonna be. Uh, I think I've got somebody lined up for next week, but but sooner rather than later, Dev's coming back, and I I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, I was gonna tell you a story about Lincoln, but I got into it in the podcast. What else did I want to tell you guys? Halo Saturdays are still happening. And like, things are actually pretty good. This is, this is what I was sort of skipping at because I wanted to get, make sure it got into the podcast. But things are actually pretty good. Like, work's good. Getting my workouts in. Eating seems to be under control. Halo Saturdays are happening. The podcast continues on. People are listening. People are recommending the show. So naturally... My broken-ass brain is just searching for something <laughs> to be broken, something to be catastrophically wrong. But uh, I think in all seriousness, I'm actually, I'm in, life is good, man. The family seems to be, family's good. 
got a roof over our head and everything's good, man. I hope you guys are doing okay. And if you want to hear uh, every week on the Pants Patreon podcast for Patrons Podcast, I talk about the things that I'm grateful for every single week. Three things, the three thankful things. You can go to patreon.com slash Yumi Capri to support this show. You get that show. It's exclusive over there. Oh, oh, the other thing, Ryan Turford and I did did an episode. We, we called it the Yumi Capri Podcast. It's a monthly show that we do. And we came up with uh, with some new content that I, I think that we would like to do. It's a it's an all Canadian manga about a man and his moose. It's all about Ryan Turford and and his moose. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to check it out over there. It's it's just a dollar. Patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. This is not supposed to be like this big long ad for the Patreon, but there's some cool things going on over there. And the music's running out. So as it turns out, it's been one big ad. This has been We the Gamer Cast. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I'll see you guys next week. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Sean Capri. And um, who am I thinking of randomly this week? The, the, the name that came to mind was actually Johnny Casino. I hope you're doing good, man. I'll see you guys next week. Here's Jason. Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!